The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 20, 2018, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. How are you? My name is Bob. What's up? Hello, Bob. Hi. Coming up on today's show, it's the last show of 2018, well, the last free show. And the great Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show is here for another weird Thursday. It looks like Trump's planning to shut down the government because he didn't get his goddamn wall. We're just hearing this now via Paul Ryan, who was just meeting with the president at the White House. And he seemed like, Paul Ryan seemed like he was happy about this. He shouldn't be happy about this. Uh, Meanwhile, the Dow, because of all of this, the Dow has dropped below 23,000 for the first time in more than a year. Because of the Trump instability, let's call it what it is. Trump took credit for the economy, so he's got to take the blame, too, doesn't he? And yes, Trump is lifting sanctions against Oleg Deripaska because, of course, he's showering Putin with the best Christmas presents ever. It's going to be a hallmark Christmas between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. Shit. All right, there's just a couple of days left. I'm not sure if you can still go shopping at Amazon.com and get your gifts before Christmas rolls around on Tuesday. But, you know, maybe there's something happening on New Year's that you need to shop for, too. And uh, there's no better way to go shopping than through our Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you go shop as normal, right? But because you use our link... We get a small commission on some of your purchases. Meanwhile, you can also use our Chris Lavoy Banded Masculine link just beneath the logo, too, in order to shop for man-scented candles for all the guys on your list. And don't miss Chris's all-new spiked eggnog and gingerbread man-scented candles. Thank you for shopping through our Amazon link. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey, George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George? Bert, do you know me? Know you? Huh. You kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu... There they are! Bert! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! Well, Merry Christmas! Merry... Merry... Yay! Hello, Bedford Falls! Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas, George! Merry Christmas, movie house! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan! Hey! Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter! Happy New Year to you! In jail. Go on home. They're waiting for you. Bob Seska. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. The Bob Seska Show. Yep. Last free show before 2019. 
I, I'm so relieved. I, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be relieved, but I'm very, very relieved because God damn it, I need a break. I really, really do. It is the Trump crisis day 700. 684 days until the 2020 presidential election. And here for a weird Thursday, of course, is the great Jody Hamilton. Hi, Jody. Hello, Bob. Keep the faith, Bob. Keep the faith, Bob. You know, it's the last show, last free show before uh, Christmas, before the Christmas break. We're not going to be back with another show uh, for another two weeks. It's going to be two weeks from today when we're going to be back. That's uh, January whatever. January 5, 6? I don't even know. The, 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 the third is Let me the see. next yeah. Thursday. <laughs> Just <laughs> perusing my... Yeah, it is the third. It is the third. So <laughs> Tuesday the first is is New Year's Day, and right. so there's no show then. We're not going to do a show on the second because no one's around on the second. But the third, I think it's reasonable to come back on the third, don't you think? I mean, I, sure. could, I could just say... Uh, let's blow off that entire week, <laughs> the first week of January. I could say that, but I'm not going to say that. I'm, <laughs> so, yeah, so there's going to be a Friday after party tomorrow, and that's going to be the official last show, but this is the official last free show. Got it? All right. But you yeah, know what? I got it. We've got lots of extra goodies that are going to be hitting our Patreon page uh, starting on Monday. There's just going to be a little little thing I'm going to throw up there, on there on, uh, on Monday. And then I'm thinking about doing a subscription-only AMA, like an Ask Me Anything event, mm-hmm. where I just I show up on our Patreon page, and uh, and whatever question you might have about politics, about my personal life, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're at all interested in my personal life, my sad, pathetic personal life, you can ask <laughs> me about that, too. And uh, we're going to do that on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash show. And uh, you want to sign up for at least $1. That's just $1 a month. I cannot believe that you haven't signed up. And I'm not talking to you, Jody. I'm talking about that person right there <laughs> sitting in their car right now listening to the show. Why haven't you signed up for a dollar a month? That's $12 a year, probably like like 12 cents per show. If we do yeah. what, like, uh, like eight free shows a month. If you divide that into one, I guess you get 12 cents or something like that. I have no idea because I can't do math. But uh, I'm thinking about, as far as doing that AMA, I'm thinking about doing that sometime between Christmas and New Year's Day. So it'll be maybe Wednesday or Thursday of next week. I'm not exactly sure yet, but watch our Patreon page. I'll be making the announcement there. Uh, before we dig into politics, Jody, though, we have some, some sad breaking news. And it's no. not it's not tragic. It's not it's not the end. He's still with us, but apparently Walter the dog had like a a health scare. Hello. Yeah, you know. Maybe where's where some where's some Walter the dog health scare music? <laughs> this will be our sad sad Walter music. Apparently, according to uh, Walter's Instagram page, Walter. Of Jeffrey, course, he has the, an Instagram page. Oh, obviously. Walter no. Jeffrey the Frenchie uh, accidentally ate some <laughs> some eye drops. Uh, Walter's uh, mommy said uh, here on Instagram, last night I got distracted and left a bottle of eye drops on my bed where Walt reminded me he's a dog and will chew anything. I called poison control right away. He didn't have any signs of anything yet, but I'm that paranoid dog mom and wanted I'm to be her. sure. Yeah, where, where they advised me to take him straight to an emergency vet because the drops he got into had ingredients very toxic and deadly to dogs. I went to uh, the vet where my uh, bestie's pup had been treated before. 
Uh, and they took great care of him as well as myself because naturally I was not about to leave him alone. I, I told them to do whatever they needed to do to make sure he was okay, and I was not even worried about what it would cost. Long story short, vet bills are no joke. I, you know, this is a great message here at the end of this. Very post. true. Vet bills are no joke, but thankfully I have had insurance for Walt since he was yep. a baby. I think that's a great idea because yep. especially with these pug nose breeds. I used to have two yeah. pugs and they always had health problems because yeah. of the folds and the overbreathing and the big bulgy eyes, mm-hmm. <laughs> the big bulbous so eyes. Cute. They would always get something in their eyes or, you know, like uh, my one pug Jody would always get infections in the folds of her face Aww. and stuff. So it was just, you know, you walk into a vet, vet office and there could be nothing wrong and you're still going to have to pay at least a hundred dollars if there's something wrong then you're talking about closer to a thousand dollars so having been there done that yeah yeah so having health insurance for your pets it seems crazy like oh geez who's got the money to buy health insurance for your pet you know what who's got the money when your pet gets really sick i had a dog that uh, was paralyzed yeah um, due to something that in her back i mean she ended up walking eventually but she was 11 right you know so she was in the hospital for five days with a specialist yeah you know? so i trust me i know how expensive that is it's super expensive well i think still too many people especially in this country regard pets as being some sort of disposable piece of furniture yeah. that poops and, they shouldn't and have barks them. Yeah. You shouldn't have them then. And right. because, I mean, obviously, this time of year, especially, people end up buying dogs as gifts for mm-hmm. people or cats for that matter. Mm-hmm. And the person they're buying for has no sense of responsibility for taking care of a living creature like that who is going to have vet bills and who has needs and who, you know, needs to be house trained and so on. So you end up with a lot of homeless pets this time of year. And this is all in service of, uh, of that specific message that if you want to get something for your kid that the kid doesn't have to take care of, get them an apple watch for god's sake or get you know yeah. whatever the whatever the hell you decide to purchase for the kid that is non-living that doesn't have feelings and you know a brain and that doesn't poop uh, you know what i mean <laughs> right all right well so uh, enough of that there's Something that's been floating around online, and I thought this was the greatest thing, because we've been talking about this for a long time now, which is the whole concept of over the holidays blocking your parents' televisions so that they can't watch Fox News Channel. If your parents, I've done that. Nobody can watch Fox in my house. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's in your own house. But what we're we're talking about here is sabotaging (laughs) your parents' or your relative's television with the parental controls that blocks Fox News Channel. I'm and, for it. I think Stephanie needs to do it with her mom. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I have so considered it because, uh, yeah, there's there's some in my family where I'm going, geez, I, I should probably try that. I should do that. Because even if it only lasts for a few days, that's a few days without Fox News Channel. And exactly. that, that could make a world of difference. But uh, this Twitter account, Outfox underscore holidays or uh, hashtag Outfox the holidays, put together this bit and and basically I'll set this up because we don't have a visual angle to it. Uh, This is a, you know, a couple of, uh, I don't know, 30 something uh, uh, people visiting their parents' house and the parents are Fox news people. Well, we'll just play the bit and and you'll get it as we go through it. It's Merry Christmas. This isn't Starbucks. Come on. I'm not eating the outdoors. Thank you, Lord, for the bounty on this table. And for the bounty of our president, the smartest, healthiest, and biggest-handed president we've ever known. (laughs) 
may he build the wall. <laughs> All right, let's eat. Amen. <laughs> Parents are at such a curious age. They're always asking questions. Why are we still talking about Mueller? I mean, can't we move on to more current topics like Hillary's emails? Why don't you think your parents' lives matter? And why do you make all these school shootings about guns? And they constantly <laughs> throw tantrums if they don't get their way. Why are you all so angry? Poor Corndown. <laughs> you know, Finland doesn't have any forest fires. <laughs> Do you know Colin Kaepernick was a member of MS-13? His nickname was Diablo. <laughs> Today's parents will believe anything. With all the Russians and Hannity's out there, it's tough for them to tell the difference between what's real and what's shithouse crazy. When you visit your parents this holiday season, you can protect their impressionable minds. Cable companies created parental controls to keep parents safe from content that may not be suitable for older audiences. It's easy. Just turn on your parents' TV, find settings, and look for parental controls. Then block Fox News and any other channel spewing 24-7 bullshit nonsense. Please, save your parents from Fox News this holiday season. And when you do, be sure to share their reaction with the hashtag OutFoxTheHolidays. Linda, what the hell did you do to the TV? Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. I'd love to hear from people who actually tried that because I, I've heard that it works. Because, I mean, if you're... If your parent certainly is old enough, right. they're probably not going to understand the technology. So, as I said right. before, you know, it's what they would probably call the cable company, right, Jody? They would probably call up the cable company. And right. say, I buy, something's my, wrong. Something's wrong, and then it's going to take the cable company like a week to get out there, and then there's a mm-hmm. giant window uh, in which the cable company will say we're going to be out there sometime between eight a.m. and Labor Day. And then well, yeah, we'll be there between 8 a.m. and the end of time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so uh, in that gap of time, though, that's a gap of time in which suddenly, oh, maybe your parent is not being bombarded by hate mm-hmm. speech and lies and propaganda 24 seven. And yep. so that any any little bit is helpful. And Lord knows the next week or so is going to be absolutely insane in politics. And as we mm-hmm. uh, mentioned at the top, it looks like uh Donald Trump is not going to sign this continuing resolution because it doesn't have his goddamn wall in it. And it's not just it's not simply because Donald Trump wants the wall. It's that uh, people like Laura Ingram and Fox News Channel were screaming about how Donald Trump failed to get the wall. And so he feels antagonized. And so apparently um, it's been reported that he's been in a ta- I think Maggie Haberman said he's been in a tailspin. Um, yes, that's <laughs> what she reported this morning, I believe. Yeah. I I just I love that so much. Bob. Oh, fuck off, Mr. President. Don't Bob. don't do this to me. Not over the holiday. See, he's going to ruin Christmas. I know he's going to do it. And here we go. Here we go down that road. It's going to be like <laughs> Christmas Eve. I'm going to be all uh a uh, snug sitting on the couch, like binge watching something or a bunch of movies or I don't know what. I, I usually I like to watch Lord of the Rings around this time of year, and uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be doing that. And suddenly, Bob, fuck you, Bob, <laughs> God damn it! And it's going to be that, and I'm going to have I'm going to be compelled to go onto Twitter. I'm going to be compelled to go onto Facebook, and and it's just going to ruin it's going to ruin the holidays. And I just I so desperately need a break from all this shit. But he's never going to let up he is a scourge he is a blight he is uh he is the giant garbage patch in the middle of the pacific ocean he's making something that should otherwise be beautiful and ugly mess that's what <laughs> that's a, donald trump is the giant garbage patch in the middle of the pacific ocean just you can you can feel free to use that metaphor 
uh, over the, co- the coming next couple of weeks. Uh, well, and meanwhile, this uh, this story, Jody, um, unbelievable about uh, Donald Trump's decision with regard to Syria. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. It's not that I'm really into the idea of adventurism in the Middle East. I'm not really into this idea that we should be interfering with every country that has some sort of uh, almost undecipherable civil war. And that's what's happening in Syria. I mean, it's almost an impossible situation Mm -hmm. because you've got Turkey uh, in the mix there. And then Turkey is linked to the Khashoggi murder. And, you know, there's all of these. uh, Of course, Turkey hates the Kurds, but we like the Kurds. And if we offend the Kurds, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be a mess for Iraq because it seems like the Kurds are the only people in Iraq that actually want us to be there because we're actually supporting them, but not anymore. We're pulling out of Syria. And this isn't because... Donald Trump has suddenly decided, hey, you know what? Bad idea to get involved in the Middle East. That's not what it has to do with. This has to do with Donald Trump giving a big sloppy tongue kiss to Vladimir Putin just in advance of the holidays. This is like, as I was saying earlier, it's like a Hallmark Christmas special between Donald Trump and uh, Vladimir Putin. And so I thought this tweet by Larry Charles, who uh, we interviewed on the uh, interview show not too long ago, Larry Charles, who was mm-hmm. one of the great uh, writers, directors on Seinfeld and, and uh, directed Borat and uh, Religious and all these great uh, uh, movies and TV shows. Boy, he nailed it today. He said, it's one thing to repudiate colonialism and, and imperialism and pull all our troops out of countries we had no business occupying in the first place. But doing it to curry personal favor with a hostile foreign power against the advice of advisors and allies smells treasonous to me. And of course, yeah, it is treasonous. Just in time for the holidays. Oh, God. Yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like Hitler. <laughs> Fun. It's beginning to look a lot like Hitler. Everywhere you go. Of course, sometimes I like to replace Hitler with stupid. It's beginning to look a lot like stupid, and that's what this is. is. Donald Trump has one speed, and it has entirely to do with uh, uh, keeping his face in your living room 24 hours a day, and that's really all he cares about. I mean, this bit about the wall which is going to end up shutting down the goddamn government over this Mm -hmm. wall that he doesn't even really want. He doesn't want the wall, whether it's made out of brick and mortar or whether it's made out of big, beautiful steel slats, which (laughs) steel slats and then parentheses wall. That's how he's now describing this project. And with the wall, with everything else, all he wants is the fight over the wall. He doesn't want the actual wall. And so he's doing all of this in order to perpetuate this battle, because as long as he's continuing to fight, his red hats love him for it. And that's all there is. But I mean, there was an interesting thing that popped up the other day uh, regarding the wall. And that was a they started a GoFundMe. Have you seen the GoFundMe yet? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. These people. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They're 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 trying to raise one billion (laughs) dollars on GoFundMe. And, And shockingly enough. They're up to $5.6 million. So they still have a ways to go. They're not even 10% there. They're f- just 5% to their goal. Right. Um, 92,000 people have contributed. So 92,000 people have given a lot of fucking money. Those yeah, individuals, I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, 92,000 people, and then the, the total being 5.6 million. 
guess mm-hmm. you could do the math in terms of what the the average donation is. I can I have a calculator. Hold please. There you go. Support. All right. Well, this is in <laughs> in a total of three days. It looks like it was started by someone named uh, Brian Colfage, and of course right. Brian Colfage is from Florida. Thank you, Florida. Thank you, Florida. This is, it's called We the People Will Fund the Wall. It says here, my name is Brian Colfage. I have a verified blue check Facebook page. Oh, congratulations. Oh, good for him. He's a, uh, oh, he looks like, uh, he says, please read entire statement before emailing questions. Do not make donations in celeb politician names. They will be refunded according to GoFundMe. The average is about $65, or 56 to $60 a person. Oh, that's not too bad. I was thinking it was higher than that. I was thinking like people but, were donating more, but that's actually better. <laughs> but but still, I mean, think about it. That's, that's you know, $50, $60 of people who probably can't really afford to blow that money right now. Yeah. Well, fortunately, isn't it the way GoFundMe works that people don't get charged until they actually reach the goal? Is mm-hmm. that? I think that's how it works. I, I've I believe that's how it works. Yeah. yeah, I've given to a couple of GoFundMe's, and uh, it was kind of a surprise because I gave, and then I was I automatically assumed that the money had come out of my account already, and then a few weeks later, when they actually reached their goal, suddenly the money disappears out of my account. I was like, "Whoa, where did that go? What is that? Oh, oh, that's right, the GoFundMe thing I contributed to like five weeks ago." Thank right. you, Florida. They're clearly not going to reach their goal. No, and 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 that's the thing. It's like, guys, you don't want to have Medicare for all, which would cost you, say, $20 a month or $30 yeah. a month, but you're willing to put your hard-earned money to a wall that we don't need, I, I, it boggles the mind. I know. And it's not even the full amount that they need for the wall, right? I mean, they're only collecting, or they're trying to reach $1 billion. Isn't it $5 billion that they yes. estimated? That's what Donald Trump's asking for for the wall. So they're not even giving, they're only giving him, if they match the number that they're trying to reach, they're only giving him one-fifth of what he needs anyway. So, and of course, this is going to end with Donald Trump capitulating this whole business with the wall. They're not going to fund the goddamn wall. They may end up meeting him uh, to a certain extent where they say, okay, we're going to give you a little bit of money to improve what's there. But you know what? Here's here's why he needs the fight more than anything else, because ultimately Donald Trump could do like he's been doing all along, which is to just invent shit. To just mm-hmm. say, oh, look, I built the wall. And then, of course, all the red hats would go, "Wee! yes, you built the wall. Hooray. Right. Greatest president ever. Donald Trump built the wall. It's like how, most of the red hats aren't going to go to the border and verify that there's now a gigantic wall, whether it's a well, Donald Trump likes the see through walls. <laughs> I know he likes them with slats so you can, you know, just sli- if you're thin enough, you can get right through there. Yeah, he likes the, the, the steel slats so you can see through that. For some reason, it's really important for Donald Trump to see through because he said <laughs> he said this once <laughs> that if people are throwing drugs over the wall, you won't get hit with a bag of drugs if you're standing on the other side of the wall. The president of the United States actually said that that's why we need the steel slats so that (laughs) you won't get hit in the head with a bag of drugs good fucking lord so you can just hand them through it's gonna be fine so yeah so i mean he could easily say i built the wall but he's Mm -hmm. he's not because he wants to fight that's the whole intention here and you, you understand how dangerous that is it's like with isis Donald Trump is merely saying he defeated ISIS because Donald Trump needs good news because the last few weeks have been an unmitigated disaster for the president and the White House and all the people surrounding them. 
And so as a consequence, he's got to say, well, look, I, I beat, I, look, I've defeated ISIS. It's gone. And meanwhile, the Pentagon's going, uh-uh, no, no, it's not gone. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, pulling out of Syria right now, big, big honking mistake. But of course, he doesn't care. All he cares about there is that he's changed the narrative. He's changed the discussion to one that's not about Michael Cohen's sentencing memo or whatever happened Mm -hmm. with Michael Flynn in the courtroom the other day. It's now about, wow, the president's really crazy about Syria and ISIS. And of course, he's doing all this stuff for the benefit of of, uh, Erdogan, and he's doing it for the benefit of Vladimir Putin primarily. Yes. And his own own approval rating. So... I mean, I, I like you said earlier, I'm not big on us being the world police. Yeah. But this we're there and and it's it's a quagmire, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's hard for him to just go. We're getting out without any plan makes zero sense. It's like if you want to draw the troops down, then you got to make sure that the people that we're hopefully supporting have the support they need. France, I guess, is going to stay there. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, hi, guys, this is a bad situation. Absolutely. But really, do we want to give up the Kurds? Didn't we do that in 91 yeah. when we left Kuwait? So, I mean, yep. Yep. I mean, the, the, again, you make these knee jerk decisions in the Middle mm-hmm. East, whether it's going in or withdrawing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if it's an ill advised move regarding that region, given how vastly complex it is and how these complexities go back a, a millennium in some oh, cases, yeah. mm-hmm. meddling around with that just because Donald Trump can't get it up. That is a terrifying prospect. I mean, Mm -hmm. what are we looking at in terms of blowback? What are we looking at in terms of uh, further resentment toward the United States, which we're now going to get from the Kurds? The Kurds are now going to say, hey, look, no one's got our backs anymore. The Kurds are going to get annihilated because Mm -hmm. Vladimir Putin and Bashar Assad will take care of the Kurds. That'll be it for the Kurds. And shockingly... Uh, and the Red Hats will never understand this. They're just going to accept whatever this fucking clown says. Right. Uh, several factions of Kurds were the ones who were fighting ISIS in mm-hmm. Syria. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're no longer giving those Kurds support. So those Kurds were stuck between uh, Assad and, st- and ISIS. And now mm-hmm. Putin's in there and Putin's going to be able to run the show. Uh, Iran is in the mix, too. I mean, it's just such a colossal disaster. Um, and, and again, Donald Trump is doing this for political expedience to get a Mm -hmm. good news story in there, uh, before the holiday break. And now he's moved on to something else. So boy, good job pulling out of Syria. Uh, smart thing. You got what? 48 hours of a bump from it. If, if that, if you even got a bump, did he even get a bump? I don't think he even got a bump. No, I think I think you know the GOP and the Senate were certainly against this. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's he's not getting, and it, I mean I know Rush and all of them were getting on him about the whole wall and the continuing resolution, but I don't know if they talked about this. And they may they may have who knows? I mean they're getting on his case. He's getting it from all sides, which is actually mm-hmm. kind of good and scary all at the same time. Yeah. Well, I, evidently it was Rand Paul that helped him <laughs> do this. Like Rand yeah. Paul went up to the hill and was like. Uh, look, Mr. President, uh, you got to get out of the country. You got to get out of Syria. And of course, Trump, <laughs> Trump whenever, whenever Trump hears something, is like, oh, this guy just told me something once and now I believe it. You know, it's, it's right. like, that's a, he said that numerous times. Like, oh, I heard that once. Uh, this is what I think now because some guy told me. 
Like, holy shit, this is the Twitter troll presidency. This guy Mm -hmm. is nothing more, and and this is not a, a brand new observation by any stretch of the imagination, but... Donald Trump is like every commenter, every shitty, shitty commenter on every discussion board. Just like yes. some guy told me, oh, really? Who was that person? Uh, it was someone of authority. And why are you questioning me anyway? And then it becomes a, f- a fight about semantics or it gets, becomes a fight about something else. But we've all been in these debates where mm-hmm. whoever it is that we're debating is basically using information that they just attained from some guy on the Internet. And it's like I wrote a a banter piece in which I incorporated that idea into the discussion about uh, what we believe when it comes to social media, why we retweet certain things or why we share certain things. And we need to stop sharing shit that was posted by some guy on the Internet. If you don't know um, who that person is or what their source is, don't share it. Don't be like Trump. Exactly. Don't be. Mm-hmm. Don't do stupid shit. It's like the Barack Obama thing. Don't do stupid shit. <laughs> you know. And and the Republicans made fun of Obama for for saying that about foreign policy. But here we are with Donald Trump. And what's he doing? Ah, oh, stupid shit. Good job, Donald mm-hmm. Trump, President. Stupid shit. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, in Russia news, acting attorney general Matt Whitaker um, didn't actually need to uh, recuse. He was told by these ethics officials. We were getting these developments throughout the day that initially the ethics officials inside the DOJ said, you know what, you don't need to recuse. But now we're getting information from Laura Jarrett of CNN who said that Matthew Whitaker's need to recuse based on his public comments about the special counsel investigation was considered a close call by ethics officials tasked with a review and ultimately it came down to Whitaker choosing not to recuse. So it was, well, it was a toss up. So we're going to leave it up to you. And then of course, Whitaker's going to say, I'm not going to recuse. Wasn't Andrew Johnson impeached for, because he appointed a, an age, an AG illegal, illegally much like Whitaker. Yes. And you know what? (sighs) This is just the problem is, is because of the flooding of the zone mm-hmm. that we're never going to get around to that. I mean, that's I talk about a list of things that Donald mm-hmm. Trump is impeachable for. Exactly. No kidding. Matt Whitaker recusing or not is like item number five thousand eight hundred. Well, just not, not, not Whitaker necessarily, but the appointment of Whitaker is illegal. Yeah. Well, that that's true. I and mean, then that is a whole separate discussion because. What Donald Trump is doing is he's doing a complete end around around the uh, line of succession and exactly. so on. And and in, in order to obviously uh, obstruct the Mueller investigation, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's why he's doing it. And that's with a question that isn't being asked enough. Like when Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani lie so flagrantly about Russia, it's it's not that they're lying. You have to ask the question, why are they lying? Why did Mike Flynn lie mm-hmm. so often to the FBI. Why has Donald Trump lied about the payoffs to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal? Why did Michael Cohen lie about those mm-hmm. payoffs? Why has mm-hmm. D- Donald Trump been lying about his linkage to Russia all this time? If it's not a big deal, 
then right. why lie about it? Why didn't even like Jeff Sessions disclose all these meetings with Russian officials? Why why did Jared Kushner hide all these meetings with Russian officials? Because they knew it was wrong. They knew they shouldn't be doing it. Donald Trump knew that paying off Stormy Daniels, paying off Karen McDougal were campaign finance violations and bad ones at that. And it wasn't just a campaign vi- finance violation where someone gave $5,000 instead of just the $2,000 limit. This was a situation where they were committing fraud against American voters mm-hmm. in advance, in between the Access Hollywood tape and Election Day. In that teeny tiny narrow gap of time, Donald Trump didn't want another sex scandal leading up to the election on the heels of of the Access Hollywood tape. So that's why he clandestinely did this in order to deceive not me or you, Jody. Right. He did this in order to deceive his own people, his own supporters who he didn't want to have abandoned him at the last minute. Because with the the Russian uh, attack, it was going to come down to votes in, in several states and, and a, right. a bunch of narrow votes to hand Donald Trump the electoral victory. Um, I, I've, I've lost track of where I was originally starting with this. Oh, it's Matt Whitaker <laughs> and the, uh, the attorney right. general and so on. And that leads us to what Trump said in 1999. I believe it was 1999 on uh, Larry King's show. Uh, remember that one of the big excuses now is that the reason why Donald Trump violated campaign finance laws by paying off porn stars uh, right. is that, oh, he wasn't aware of the law. Ignorance of the law will get Donald Trump off the hook. Well, CNN found a video that kind of blows that all to bits, doesn't it? Here's uh, Donald Trump on Larry King saying that nobody knows more about campaign finance than Donald Trump. I wouldn't run if I didn't think I could win the election. I wouldn't run just to get 21% of the vote and say I got more no. votes than anybody. It wouldn't, it wouldn't do it for me. How about campaign finance reform? I think nobody knows more about campaign finance <laughs> than I do because I'm the biggest contributor. Okay, but what about reform? So well, it's, need it's reform? a very nobody. complex. You're the reform you know party. what? It's a very complex thing. As an example, I'm allowed to give a thousand dollars to every right. senator, right? Do you know how little that is? This was twenty years ago, a thousand dollars. Now I love it because you know I'm I'm capped out at a thousand dollars per cent, and they all love me for it. You know, but I give them a thousand dollars. It's great. Soft money, hard money, pack well, no, money. You, you have other th- you have other ways. You notice, Jody? You notice his tell. His, t- his tell when he's lying, or one of his many tells when he's lying, because Donald Trump is actually a terrible, terrible liar. Yes. I mean, he makes himself look so horribly guilty whenever he does. But the big tell is, in this case, the nobody knows tell. Right. Like, and I've compiled uh, lists of Donald Trump saying nobody knows this. No, Nobody is more. Nobody is bigger. Nobody is, uh, you know, like he said here um, in April 2016, nobody knows the system better than I do. Of course, there are millions of people who know the system better than he does. Uh, he also said nobody, there's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. That's my favorite. I don't know how you can be bigger at the military. <laughs> exactly. Than someone else. Can you be bigger than at the military? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. You can be a bigger supporter of the military, but he's, mm-hmm. nobody's bigger or better at the military than I am. Uh, there is nobody who understands the horror of nuclear more than me. Well, I think there are still some people alive who've actually seen mushroom clouds explode in their city, you know, Japanese people specifically, who know the horror of nuclear more than Donald Trump. 
I'm just saying there are people and it's, it's nobody, nobody who there's nobody who understands the horror of nuclear more than me. Yeah. Donald Trump, Mr. Expert in nuclear weapons and the damage <laughs> that, that occurs. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Nobody has more respect. <laughs> Maybe less moon vest. That was right on the heels <laughs> of the Access Hollywood tape, by right. the way. <laughs> naturally which of course completely illustrated his respect for women and how he has more respect for women than anyone else in the world because ever yes ever because nobody has more respect for women than trump does uh in february 2016 i can't believe he actually got away with this one he said nobody reads the bible more than me fuck you That's, of course, a lie. Um, There is nobody that feels stronger about the intelligence community and the CIA than Donald Trump. There's nobody. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Donald Trump is the greatest at everything. I mean, uh, clearly, he doesn't know more than anyone else about campaign finance reform. But he has said that publicly. So that can be used against him. That is part of the law. The Constitution says that your words can be used against you. That is why you are read your Miranda rights when you are arrested, so that you know that your words can be used against you. And I assure you, when this goes to uh, whether it's a trial in the Senate or whether it's the trial in the D.C. District Court, that video of him saying nobody knows more about campaign finance than I do, that's going to be presented. I absolutely mm-hmm. guarantee that. Meanwhile, Captain Obvious here, Donald Trump, lifted sanctions, Jody, on three Russian corporations controlled by Oleg Deripaska. Yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> for God fucking sake. Mr. Obvious. Oh, certainly. Uh, he has no connections to Russia whatsoever. I mean, why... Why would he ever? No, mm-hmm. of course he's doing this because it's Oleg Deripaska and because of Oleg Deripaska's linkage to Paul Manafort and the fact that Paul Manafort pledged to Oleg Deripaska that he could have direct access to the campaign anytime he wanted it. And for that matter, the Trump presidency. I mean, Paul right. Manafort made all kinds co- What can we do? <laughs> this is Paul Manafort's email to Konstantin Kalimnik, who's sort of the middleman between Manafort and Oleg Deripaska. What can we do to make us whole? What what can we give Oleg Deripaska to make us whole? Because, of course, Paul Manafort owed millions of dollars <laughs> to Oleg Deripaska. And so one of the things was, here, you can have access to Donald Trump. And now Donald Trump is carrying forward with Paul Manafort's deal to give Oleg Deripaska a big, once again, this is maybe why Donald Trump is distracting everybody with this, we're pulling out of Syria and I'm going to veto this uh, continuing resolution and so on, because he doesn't want people talking about how Syria is a big giant gift of Vladimir Putin and how uh, right in, in the same, I don't know, the same news cycle, for God's sake, we get word of this uh, dropping of sanctions against Oleg Deripaska and his Rusal Corporation. Also, N Plus Group PLC and JSC Eurosib Energo. <laughs> Those are the, <laughs> some of the names of the company. While this article did mention that new sanctions are being readied by the Treasury Department to apply against Russia, I will be very interested to see if those sanctions are actually implemented. Because I do believe, I mean, wasn't there, 
wasn't there a thing about a year ago, Jody, where Congress passed new sanctions against Russia and Donald right. Trump signed those sanctions? Reluctantly, yeah. He reluctantly signed it, but yeah, he did. Yeah, like at the last minute. And then right. as of like six months ago, they still weren't implemented. Right. Because, of course, of course. You know, I, I was thinking about this. I, I've had held a lot of different positions on a lot of different issues uh, throughout uh, my, my time, maybe the last 30 years in which I've been uh, following and, and writing about politics. And mm -hmm. I have never felt more confident in a position than I do about Donald Trump's guilt in this whole yeah. Russia attack. And, and it's, it's not just because I've done my homework. It's because Captain Obvious is obvious. <laughs> you know, moves like this with Oleg Deripaska and lifting the sanctions. Oh, we're just going to do this quietly in the week before Christmas. Oh, really? As if we weren't going to notice that you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, this letter of intent shows up with Donald Trump's signature on it that, yeah, of course, he was going to build the Trump Tower Moscow, the Moscow Project, as it's being called. The signed letter is dated October 28, 2015. He had already declared his candidacy. He had already started running for president at that point. There had already been several debates, mm -hmm. presidential debates at that point in which people were asking him, why do you never criticize Vladimir Putin? I mean, even in 2015, he was being asked, why do you bend over backwards to avoid criticizing Vladimir Putin? And the answer, of course, is duh. <laughs> but, you know, he was trying to set up this deal. I really believe that the Trump Tower Moscow project is kind of the centerpiece of all of this. This is the white whale that Donald Trump was going after. And this yeah. is why he allowed himself to be compromised like this. And now he is in such deep shit. I mean, ultimately, the big quid pro quo here was Trump Tower Moscow in exchange for lifting sanctions. That is the, that is the nut of all of this. And now I know there's, there's compromise and there's lots of uh, Russia trying to soften up Trump over the years and, and get, their, uh, uh, get their talons sunk into his giant bulbous head. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of things that, that orbit around this. But I think the basic nut of it is this gigantic deal for Trump Tower Moscow. That would have made Trump a fortune. It would have made Trump's family a fortune. The Trump Organization a fortune. It would have made Vladimir Putin a fortune. I mean, this w was going to be a huge, huge deal. And so in order to get it done, of course, Mr. Art of the Deal, who I would prefer to refer to as uh, the fart of the deal, <laughs> uh, because it's nothing but hot air. <laughs> but I mean, this is this is the centerpiece of it all. This quid yeah. pro quo, this uh, this tit for tat that's going on uh, between uh, Trump and Russia. Jitties, um, So we have this letter of intent, which of course blows away Rudy Giuliani's claim that he never signed a letter of intent. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I mean, they're just he's going to keep getting away with he it. He can't I mean, keep getting away with it. He does, though. He can't keep getting away with it. I know. I'm so sorry, Jesse. Uh, meanwhile, Robert Mueller is, is trying to get the House Intelligence Committee to turn over its official transcript of Roger Stone's testimony. Right. Uh, and we've got breaking news just before the show. The Intelligence Committee, shockingly... Given that Devin Nunes, as of today, is still in charge of the intelligence community, they have voted unanimously to release those documents to Mueller. Really? Yeah, which speaks volumes that Republicans yeah. would be okay with that. Either they, they don't know how often Roger Stone lied in his testimony, 
or they do know, and they would rather throw Roger Stone under a bus than get into a fight with Mueller's office. That's a strong possibility. Yes. Or, or, or what, what they asked him means nothing, and so they don't care. Yeah. Yeah, or it was the Republicans in control, so whatever was answer, asked and answered was under their control. It could be, so did you have a nice day? <laughs> yeah, that's right. By the way, I know we completely blew through the bottom of the hour commercial. I know you're all yes, so you did. S- I just noticed that. Sad like, and disappointed. Uh... Uh, yeah, I know. Everyone's so disappointed that I didn't do a commercial at the bottom of the hour. But <laughs> that's only because it's the last show of the year and we don't have a sponsor for today. That's all. I know that's that's the worst. That's the real sad part. I won't be able to collect. I won't be able to collect five dollars today. So that's sad. (laughs) Sorry. I know, but that said, we do have uh, one commercial break to take, uh, as always, with uh, Bubble Genius. So uh, back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Merry Christmas, baby. Last show of 2018. Well, last free show of 2018. Uh, we're just wrapping it up here with Jody Hamilton. Uh, like I said. Jazzing out. I know. Steve Tyrell. Merry Christmas. Hey, Um... So make sure uh, over the holidays to go sign up at our Patreon page to support the show and get all kinds of great free bonus content. Well, not free bonus content, but bonus <laughs> content, nevertheless, that you kind of have to pay for. I don't know why I threw free in there. Uh, it's I just, don't know. It's it's uh, include, It's complimentary with your paid membership. Well, it is the season to lie, I guess, according to Donald Trump. So <laughs> I was just lying about it being free. No, obviously, you have to pay something in order to get our bonus content. That includes if you subscribe at $15 a month, you get the ultimate edition of the show that's a commercial free version of this show of like for example today's show will have no happy crappy at the beginning it'll just start launch right out of the gate uh with content and discussion and lots of fun and uh and then we tack on the post-mortem show at the end so you get this one nice package of everything that we record in a single burst as we record it but of course without the commercials plus for that 15 dollars, you also get the after party uh lots of sex drugs and rock and roll on the after party refrigerator sex lots of refrigerator there sex. you go it's nothing but pillow talk and refrigerator sex that's it <laughs> but i mean sex drugs and rock and roll if you tack on politics that pretty much defines what the after party is all about so you get that too <laughs> for 15 dollars a month plus you get the post-mortem show and uh, plus you get the satisfaction of knowing that uh, you're supporting independent media and you become a member of our community which you can actually do 
just at the $1 level. If you sign up at $1 a month, which is just like, you don't even notice a dollar a month being taken mm-hmm. out of your checking account at the end of every month. So you sign up at $1 a month. And for that, you're not only supporting independent media, but you also gain access to our community. We've got a giant community of listeners who have all gathered around our Patreon page. And, and something that most people don't know is there's a community tab uh, where all of our members, all of our patrons can just go to the community tab and you can write up your own blog posts. You can write your own posts. You can ask questions. You can propose ideas for the gallery and then everyone can weigh in in the comments. It's a, it's this amazing community. We've developed a, an entire cabinet of... <laughs> Patreon officials among our listeners there. We've got three co-mayors. We've got a minister of finance. We have a prime minister. We, for some reason, we've just developed all these titles for everybody. And it's a, it's a lot of fun on our Patreon page. So go and sign up now. If you don't sign up, you're not going to get access to any of that crap. So uh, you want to at least uh, uh, toss in a dollar dollar a month in there. And it's all automated. You don't have to repeat and, and do it over and over again manually every month. Uh, you can just sign up once and then it'll be automatically deducted from your account once a month. So thank you for doing that in advance and what a good time to do it now. Um, meanwhile, so back to uh, Trump and uh, Russia. This Russia thing with Trump Russia. and Russia. Yeah, exactly. Russia um, and Russia. Yeah, so... Uh, so we've got uh, the Justice Department has ordered a, an unnamed foreign company. This was the weirdest thing where they cleared out that entire yeah. um, wing or like an entire floor of mm-hmm. the courthouse in order to do this uh, uh, indictment of this unnamed foreign company. Intr- I, you know, my, my guess is because Fox News is, isn't it owned by not only Rupert Murdoch, but a bunch of Saudis? Yeah, really. You know what? I never considered. And they haven't been tweeting, right, for over a month? Yeah, and you know what? That's a really great thought. I The Fox News thing, I swear to God, hadn't occurred to me. By the way, it's not an indictment. It's a, It has to do with a grand jury subpoena. Right, right. Turn, which, turn, which could explain why they went silent. Yeah, and this is about turning over information about commercial activities as part of a secret court case. And we, we don't know anything about it. It's just that it's mm-hmm. a a foreign company and it's obviously linked to Russian interference. It's linked Mm -hmm. to the 2016 election court officials have taken drastic steps to ensure the identity of the company remains unknown. The case referred to in public dockets as 18 dash three zero seven one with the title sealed versus sealed began Mm -hmm. in August. So and then Fox, I think Fox News stopped tweeting November November 8th. 8th. I'm at their page right now. November 8th was their last tweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, boy, if it was Fox News. I mean, I know that they I don't know if they're majority foreign owned, but they certainly have foreign ownership in their company. Yeah. And, you know, if if this had gone public and I I can understand the secrecy now and the secrecy Mm -hmm. makes sense because I was thinking it was like VTB or. Uh, Deutsche Bank or something like mm-hmm. that could but, be those two. It's just my my brain went right there because they haven't said a word publicly outside Jesus of Christ. news programming. They haven't said a word, you know, because it's free advertising. It's silly not to use Twitter when it's free. That's such a smart and tantalizing theory, Jody Hamilton. Because good God, now I'm thinking it's Fox News Channel. <laughs> now and, I've got it in your brain too. <laughs> well, it seems obvious. Like if they were to if they were to actually subpoena Fox News Channel for all of these records, can you imagine? Mm-hmm how that would be treated on Fox News Channel, how that would, how the president, how everyone who watches Fox News Channel would react to that online. Obviously, there would be, without knowing any further details, 
there would clearly be a free press clause uh, spaz out. Uh, of course. Be- because they would automatically assume that this is some effort to shut down Fox News Channel, mm-hmm. which would be an attack on the free press, as if it's actually press. People don't know that the prime t- Fox News primetime is not sold as journalism or news. It's sold as entertainment. Right. It is an entertainment. <laughs> the, the, the main hub of Fox News programming is entertainment. It's like... Right. Olympic wrestling right. would be like the actual news. Fox News Channel would be like professional wrestling. I think I've I think I've made that metaphor clear. Um, <laughs> but but that's the case, and so it's possible that maybe it has something to do with some of the messages that were being put out on Fox News Channel that uh, correlated with what Russia was trying to. Didn't a former I, I, I happen to see this story, and I didn't put it down on the the list for today's show. But wasn't there a story recently about a former Fox News host? who said that it was weird when she was there. It was weird that h- how much of the Fox News message was either inspired by Russian propaganda or inspired the Russian propaganda. Hmm. Like there was some exchange of ideas there going on. That, right. And that was an actual story. I, you have to look, out, look it up yourself and verify it. But I did see this come down. I think it was on Mediaite. Meanwhile, Cohen dropped a pair of libel suits against BuzzFeed and Fusion GPS over the Steele dossier, which is uh, this indicates to me that Michael Cohen actually did go to Prague and met with a Russian go between about the Russian attack. Yep. Remember when that first came out, when the Steele dossier first came out, Michael Cohen was all kinds of belligerent about it and posted a, a picture of his passport. On his Twitter feed. I remember when he was the says who days. Yes, this, definitely the says who days. Says who. And Michael Cohen was uh, in the thick of it at that point in time because Michael Cohen is all over the Steele dossier. And, mm-hmm. and I can't believe it. And I know that uh, the Comey hearings this week uh, had to do a lot to do with Republicans just badgering him about the Steele dossier because they really want to make it out. And they've been successful in many circles to completely discredit it, even though nothing has been disproven in the Steele dossier. Exactly. Not a single fucking thing. And mm-hmm. the only thing I would imagine that is not, pr- probably not true, and I know this is blasphemous to say this, but I don't think the PP tape is real. And even if, and that's the thing, it's like the least of his worries. It's, yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, really, that's if that's the one you're worried about, you got a lot bigger problems, dude, than just some weird fetish you have. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Well, <laughs> have I think, sex kink. Go ahead. I think the PP tape scenario is a, a case of memory merge or like a, a game of telephone where one right. story kind of morphs into a different story. And I think the, the source of the PP tape was actually a story about how Donald Trump and uh, I believe Felix Sater and some other Russians ended up at a LA or at a Las Vegas strip club, mm-hmm. and where they were watching like Golden Showers performed. Yeah, probably. And that's you know that's where we end up getting the PP tape because this happens a lot. In fact, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. I was on uh, 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 the Unprecedented podcast today with Cliff Schechter and, and John Arvosas. We did sort of a crossover event where I had them on the interview show on Wednesday, and then they were I was on their show today. And for some reason, the, the name Jenk Uger came up. And I, I thought <laughs> back to 2013 when I was covering the Snowden thing. And mm-hmm. I remember how um, what happened was Jenk ended up you know, reporting fake news. And what it turned out to be that it, it where a story started out to be one thing and mm-hmm. over a series of hops, 
uh, through the internet. It ended up being something completely different that Jenk Uger ended up repeating on his show because, of course, it served his confirmation bias. And, right. and so this thing happens all the time where one story becomes a completely different story. It's the classic game of telephone, of course. And so right. that's that's probably what happened with that uh, that PP tape. Um, meanwhile, the a federal judge has tossed a defamation lawsuit against BuzzFeed over the publication of the Steele dossier. So it's a good day for the Steele dossier, isn't it? Um, yeah. 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 And, and, and thank goodness for it, because, uh, again, I think we're going to see that uh, increasingly confirmed as time goes on. Um, here's the really suspicious and sneaky thing before we wrap up t- uh, today's show. Um, okay. So Trump unveiled his 2020 campaign machine. Did you see this story, Jody? It, no, I did not. Where basically the RNC and the Trump campaign are merging. The, the structure of the new organization calls for the merging of Trump's reelection campaign and the RNC with a field and fundraising programs operating under the banner of Trump victory. I hope Trump victory turns out the way uh, Trump steaks, Trump University, Trump vodka, <laughs> all that shit. Right. Right. The, the, what, the Trump channel, USFL, all of it. Two, uh, the two teams will also share office space. Oh, good. Share right. back, back massages, too, I assume. Uh, <laughs> the goal of the merger is to create a single streamlined organization that can adapt quickly and save resources while also minimizing staff overlap and infighting. Great. So this is the context for this next thing, which plays into my theory about how Donald Trump's going to get a primary challenger or like three or four. And I think one of those primary challengers, we talked about this, in fact, on the last after party uh, last week, last Friday. And that is one of the primary challengers could be Nikki Haley. Well, we get this story yesterday that South Carolina Republicans might actually cancel the South Carolina primary in 2020. What? Yeah, the Republican primary in South Carolina might get canceled by the South Carolina Republicans. And this is uh, very clearly a move to discourage primary challengers. Like, this to me is like a giant canary in the coal mine that the Republicans actually think that Donald Trump is going to get at least one major primary challenger. And that primary challenger, based on these moves to, Mm -hmm. to, to thwart that challenge, indicates that they're worried like Donald Trump is vulnerable to a primary challenge, especially I think if it's someone like Nikki Haley and because I think Nikki Haley checks off a lot of different boxes for, I don't want to say reasonable Republicans, but Republicans who aren't insane or who haven't completely gone off the MAGA edge who are just still, somewhat tethered to reality, they may be looking for some kind of get out of jail free card, get out of Trump free card. Mm-hmm. And I think getting out of Trump, getting away from Trump, you know, they've, they've got an opportunity here with a possible primary challenger. And that could be Nikki Haley. But of course, Nikki Haley, as you know, is the former governor of South Carolina, right? Smart move. Make it obvious, guys. Right. Captain obvious is obvious once again. They haven't decided to do it yet. I mean, they haven't canceled that primary yet. But watch carefully. If they do, they're really fucking nervous. They're yeah. really, really nervous about uh, Nikki Haley turning up. <laughs> and and as, as they should be. I mean, Donald Trump has damaged goods. He's only been talking to his base. He, he doesn't, he's not interested whatsoever in building a, a broader coalition, a winning coalition for 2020. 
And so what they need to do in order to make up for that gap, make up for the fact that Donald Trump only appeals to 30 to 40 percent of the voting population. And as we all know, you need more than 40 percent to win presidential elections. Unless it's like some weird mutation of the Electoral College again, then that's a completely right. different situation. But even then, Donald Trump got a lot more than 40% of the popular vote. Right. Um, so <laughs> this could be, and including more Russian attacks, this could be how they plan to win. And don't forget that, and I'm just like Mr. Doom and Gloom here as we wrap up the show. Don't forget that- Whatever the, Eeyore- I know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't forget that the guy running uh, Donald Trump's campaign this time around is Brad Parscale. Brad Parscale right. was the digital director the last time around. Yep. What was part of the Russian attack? Of course, it was digital. It was a cyber mm-hmm. attack. It had to do. They had to have coordinated uh, what districts were being targeted, how those districts were going to get targeted through what means through what social media accounts and who's got their finger on the pulse of, of, uh, pro Trump social media. Well, Brad Parscale is one of them, right? Brad Parscale knows where all the soft spots are. So Brad Parscale is obviously was providing that information to Russia as part of that, uh, that cyber attack. And now Mm -hmm. Brad Parscale is running the show. Brad Parscale gets to be Donald Trump's latex salesman. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that great? Isn't that great news? (laughs) Oh, holy shit. So I guess as we uh, wrap up the remaining minutes here, Jody, what do you have planned for the the holidays? What are you going to do? Um, we're going to Lonnie's mom's on Christmas day. We're going to see my mom on Christmas Eve. We're going to do our show on the 26th, I think. And I may or may not make another pie. How many pie? I saw your apple pie, your apple cinnamon (laughs) pie. And I wanted to just reach into my, uh, computer screen, grab the pie and just stick my face in it. That's I just want it's. I haven't baked a pie from scratch in forever. And I saw this thing online and I was like oh it looks so nice and easy it took me an hour to make it it was like the the whole kitchen was all cattywampus it tastes fine so at least it's it's served its purpose now I know how to do it so I just need an apple core and a, a peeler because oh that God. took an hour just to peel and core the apples I'll be uh <laughs> I'll be knocking on your door looking for pie at some point in the next, uh, I, I, you're, you're welcome for any time 48 hours yeah yeah <laughs> Dying, dying for some pie. Hey, there's not a man, woman, or child around who doesn't enjoy a pie. And that's <laughs> this is uh, getting now. It's getting weird, Bob. Yeah, it is. It is getting a little weird. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I did promise that it would be a weird Thursday, and, and here we are. Hey, look. Here we are. I'm I'm fetishizing a pie. Jody Hamilton's <laughs> pie. All right. Well, to the rest of you, have a wonderful break. Have a wonderful holiday season. Fuck Trump. And uh, try not to worry too much about whatever the fuck he's doing. Take a break. Refuel. Because once we come back, the fight is only beginning. Once we come back, the Democrats are going to be lining up to run for president. It's going to be chaos. So just get plenty of sleep. Enjoy as much booze as you can get your hands on. As much as your liver can take. I'm not saying become an alcoholic. But what I'm saying is become an alcoholic. (laughs) <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Okay. 
got one more show. We got the after party tomorrow. Make sure to go listen on our Patreon page. The only way you can listen to the after party on Friday is by signing up at at least $10 a month on our Patreon page. So go and do that. Tell all of your friends and thank you in advance for those of you who do. We got the postmortem show coming up next. Speaking of our Patreon page, so we'll see you on the postmortem show. Merry Christmas to you all and uh, to Donald Trump. Happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> all right, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.